0: and welcome back to the Emma's Diary podcast. I'm Amy from Through Amy's Eyes and I'm back with my two wonderful mummy friends. Sarah and Jenny and in this week's episode we are going to be talking about breastfeeding. Now all three of us have different experiences when it comes to breastfeeding Um, so let me start off by telling you a little bit about my experiences. So with my first little boy who's now four I unfortunately wasn't able to breastfeed him at all. Um, When he was born it was quite a, a Stressful, not very nice labour, and I think the stress afterwards just made it really difficult to try and breastfeed him. Um, I probably could have tried a bit harder, but in the circumstances, I decided that I was just going to go straight for an alternative, which was an awful thing at the time. But on the flip side, I think it made it made me more determined second time around. So, with my second little boy, who's now just over 10 months old. I um, breastfed him, well I actually combi-fed him for four, for five months. Five months I combi-fed him for. Um, I was originally expressing because he wouldn't latch on, and then eventually we got him to latch. And yeah, that was my story, which I'll probably explain more about as we go through this podcast. But um, Jenny, do you want to explain about your experience? Before, actually, we talked to Jenny. Jenny is basically the breastfeeding queen amongst the three of us. (laughs) Um, She's kind of the guru when it comes to breastfeeding. And I know that both me and Sarah have called Jenny and messaged Jenny before and said, can you help us? I actually remember being pregnant with my lit list and Jenny doing a live demonstration of how a breast pump works. (laughs) In my lounge because I had no clue how one works. But, Jenny, tell tell (laughs) the listeners about your experiences of breastfeeding.
1: Well, thanks for that. (laughs) Um, So, my journey of breastfeeding so, I breastfed both of my boys. Um, I was lucky enough to, so the journey is a bit like the same really for both of them, so I was lucky enough to breastfeed them both Mm. for over a year. Um, So, both of them I think I gave up the morning feeds or the daytime feeds first and then it was the evening the nighttime feeds because that was a bit harder um <laughs> but yeah they were both over a year I think uh, my first was probably about 14-15 months and then my second was about 18, 17, 18 months by the time I fully gave birth. And you
0: exclusively breastfed, yes, didn't you? I exclusively you?
1: breastfed. See, she is the queen. So, <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so I exclusively breastfed. I did express um, and I would keep my stores in the freezer um, in some nice bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a nice shelf dedicated to my milk. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I would use that if I was out or if I just needed a night, you know, just to do whatever and then somebody else take <laughs> over so that be used and everything so yeah no I did exclusive breastfeed. Did
2: you
1: have any problems with uh, bottles at all? Like with your first? Um, so with bottles, uh, when he was little, when he was a tiny, tiny baba, and I first expressed, I gave him a bottle with my express milk in it and he took it, mm. um, and then it's really easy to just feed them and latch them on. Um, I haven't got to wash any bottles, mm-hmm. it was just nice and easy. So I got a bit lazy and I didn't really give him a bottle because it was just easier to just latch him on. And when I did have to finally give him a bottle because I was going out or for one reason or another, I can't remember the actual reason, that was about four to six months and I did actually have issues. Amy was to my rescue and actually (laughs) lent me some bottles to try because I I tried different ones and he just cried and he didn't like them. So, yeah, I did have issues with bottles, but it was perseverance and then he did finally take bottles.
0: And what was your experience like, Sarah, with, with your two?
1: Um, really different actually with
2: both of them, with my first, I just had this beautiful image that I was going to be a breastfeeding mum and everything was going to be perfect and wonderful and so easy and the first night at home, hubby was down at the supermarket getting us bottles etc because it just was not working. Yeah. Um, she wasn't latching on, I was getting really stressed, there was no milk there anyway and it just felt like it wasn't working at all and it all turned into a horrible nightmare really. Um, I think, with hindsight, if I'd given myself more time, more space, hadn't sort of idolised it so much, it would have been absolutely fine. Mm. But at the time, you know, it was the first time my mum was panicking, my baby was going to die of starvation, and I had to do something about it. So, yeah, we went on to formula pretty quickly um, with my little girl. Uh, With my little boy, uh, breastfeeding was a wonderful thing. Um, And I really kind of put that down to, actually, just giving myself time to just feed him, Yeah. Uh, not do right. anything else, not worry about anything else, not try to be the perfect mum, just cuddle up on the sofa and just feed and feed and feed and just be completely responsive to his needs and it just worked so well and he was really good at feeding and I can remember sort of 2 o'clock in the morning talking to the midwife on the ward where she was saying that she really felt that it was the baby that chose whether you had a good breastfeeding journey or not rather yeah. than the mum because... As you know as we are learning the babies are learning you know they're not born with all exactly the same ability to breastfeed or no. breastfeed and
0: i think every mum regardless of what, i'd say majority of mums would say they would want to breastfeed you know we all yeah. know we all know that breast is best that's a that's a proven fact yeah um i'm pretty sure that 99 percent of mums if you ask them when they were pregnant they would want to breastfeed but as you said things happen and For one reason or other, some people can't breastfeed, you know, and I think for the majority of women, it's a really, really hard thing to take when you do Mm. kind of have to almost admit defeat, which is a horrible way of saying it, Um, because, yeah, there is you have this kind of idealistic dream of it's going to be so beautiful, you put your baby to your breast and they'll just suckle and it'll be magical, but it's not, actually. It's really, really hard. Yeah. And I think I remember saying to you about how, you mentioned it when you was introducing your, your breastfeeding journey, how when, was well, no when we had our first, we'd always say, like, your milk was on tap. You know, you didn't have to yeah. worry about sterilising bottles, remembering to take formula out with you or anything like that. Whereas I had to remember to take formula. I had to sterilise the bottles. You had to do this, you had to do that. And it, it was, it's so different. You know, people, people think sometimes that, Bottle feeding is easy way out mm-hmm. and they think that breastfeeding is the easy way out sometimes as well because yeah. they see it as it's so easy because you don't have to take anything with you. But it's not. It's, it's, both of them are actually really, really hard. Yeah, I
1: remember times when um, in the evenings mm. and when they were cluster feeding. Mm. So I would be on the sofa from like yeah. 7 o'clock onwards. And just latching them on and then they'll finish and they'll fall asleep and then they'll be asleep for a little and then they'll be back on again. Yeah. And then I'll spend most of my night feeding, not feeding, feeding, not feeding until about 10 o'clock. But I didn't mind that because that was my time with them. But also it meant that they slept yeah. at night time for a good few Solid hours. block. So, yeah, so I didn't have to wake up every two hours and things. But, like everything, it's got its pros and cons, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's what works for you. I think mm. at the end of the day, people, some people put too much pressure on themselves mm. to breastfeed. Yeah. Which is when it doesn't work for them, like Sarah said, it doesn't work for them because you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Oh. So I think you've got to be open-minded. Like, I, never, I I, wanted a breastfeed, but I was also open-minded. If it didn't work, yeah. it didn't matter. I think it's
0: also understanding the different options that are available to you. Because I know, when I had my first he wouldn't latch on and I was instantly like nope he's not latching that's it it's not worked just it's done but with my second he wouldn't latch on um and I think now from discussions that we've had in the middle of soft play centers (laughs) it's because I've actually got really small nipples you know I've got huge boobs but really small nipples and I think that's why he couldn't latch on because he couldn't get enough of a mouthful but that's by the by and when when the midwife saw that he wasn't latching on she was like it's fine let's hand express some colostrum and I would never knew that was an option so she'd come out with all these like syringes and she was showing me how to hand express and get the colostrum out and I suddenly had all these little syringes of liquid gold I was like wow this is mine you know and she helped she she helped me feed that to him and then when we got home from the hospital obviously he still wouldn't latch on And the the midwife kept saying to me, he was four weeks early. And she kept saying, it's because he's early, he'll get there eventually. So I was expressing. And I was expressing um, solely to start with. And that that was quite draining because when you're expressing, it's hard to get the same amount of milk that you Mm. would get if it was a a natural baby at the breast because I think it's the hormones and things, it doesn't produce as much. But I was expressing and whatever. else Until I found out, it was actually my husband that said to me about nipple shields. He was like, you got some in a set ages ago, why don't you try them? And obviously nipple shields are marketed for women who have cracked nipples or in pain. And I put these nipple shields on, and he latched on straight away. And it was like, because there was suddenly something that he could actually latch onto, and get a mouthful of, of such, then he was able to suckle, and he was able to take the milk from me. And it was like a revelation that, just by using these little nipple shields, I was suddenly able to breastfeed him. And the whole way through our breastfeeding journey, from day dot until he was kind of five months old when we stopped, I had to use nipple shields every single feed because he could not latch on otherwise. And I think if it wasn't for Hubby suggesting that, I would never have thought of that as an option.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: you don't there's so much people don't understand about it.
2: Yeah. And I think having someone like Jenny yes. was so useful. I mean I remember the lesson in your front room, that <laughs> Jenny showed us. <laughs> it was, something was a valuable special. It was, it so was special. special. <laughs> valuable and it's just having someone to say okay what about if this happens what about that am i doing this right it's working yeah yeah and you know and if you haven't got an amazing jenny then there are luckily breastfeeding clinics available and and really i would suggest going and seeing what's available in your area yeah um because there are quite a lot of you know obviously um sort of Uh, lots of people out there that know what they're talking about and they're quite willing to give advice but you know
0: it's more than that now as well thanks to i think social media and technology as well there are so many kind of facebook groups you can join there are so many like when i when i was breastfeeding i was a feed with confidence ambassador for a um breastfeeding company and because of the work i was doing with them around promoting feeding with confidence and feeding in public. I gained a lot of new followers from that that were coming to me and asking me questions around how do you breastfeed this, how do you, and a lot of people saw that I was using using nipple shields and they were asking me about that, they were asking me about expressing, and I was going back to them and answering, and they were asking me because they didn't have the people to ask in their real life as such, so I think... Thanks to social media, there are so many options available to you now as well. What are The if cuts in local governments as well. If they haven't got anything mm. in the area that's observing, yeah.
1: you can go online and find even it Even I'm too. on groups as well. That's it. Yeah, There's like, so many groups. I'm still on groups now. and I'm not even breastfeeding yeah. anyone. I'm still on groups now. And it's it's nice to like... To be able to help somebody else yeah, as well with their so. journey and, you know, seeing them succeed or, you know, also know that them you're in their troubles. Yeah, you're things. not on your own. I think that's exactly. a massive
0: thing, you know. When you do have those days when... I remember when me and Sarah stopped feeding, I think I had a conversation with you where I was like, I feel really sad, you know. Yeah. I feel really sad that this is finished, you yeah. know. For, for me and my youngest, it kind of came to a natural progression where my supply was dwindling. It just It just wasn't... It wasn't working anymore and he was kind of every feed he was screaming and it was so traumatic and stressful and you very much had the same experience, didn't you? And it was it was really sad and it was it was so comforting to know not that I was pleased he was upset, but it was so comforting. (laughs) It was really comforting for me to know that I wasn't overreacting, I wasn't being stupid, actually almost grieving the loss of your breastfeeding journey is a totally natural thing to go through, especially when it's not your choice that it's over.
2: I still miss it now. Yeah, I do. It. I think I think it's just such a lovely, cuddly thing. And it's yeah. just, it's so special between you and your baby. Yeah. And there's obviously the release of endorphins and things yeah. as well, which makes you get up at two o'clock and do it anyway. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's completely normal to miss it, totally. It's a real
0: special thing to know mm. that you are feeding your baby, mm. you know. It's a real... I mean, it's, it's natural at the end of the day, it? It's nature. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's just
1: amazing how, like, your body just produces this milk. And yeah. especially when you express it out and you've got this bottle full of milk yeah. and you think, oh, my God, I've, that that's just come out of me. And do you know
0: what I find amazing? And I've seen a few pictures online where, like, the milk changes colour mm-hmm. when, like, the baby's poorly or when it's fighting an infection. It's just it's so clever. And I think that leads really, really nicely into the whole kind of public breastfeeding piece around... This is such a natural thing. You know, there is nothing more natural in the world than a mother feeding her baby. You right. know, it's it's what boobs were intended for at the end of the day. Boobs are meant for nothing else. What other purpose do boobs have? They they have no other purpose. No. Apart from
1: feeding babies. But, unfortunately, some people do have that perception of boobs shouldn't be doing that. They yes. They should be for something else. Yes. They're which... sexualised. Yes, and they're something exactly. To be, and it's like, just looked at. wrong. And yes. it is.
0: But I think that because as we were talking before, we was, we mentioned um, about how breastfeeding in public has changed so much in recent years. It has. And I think a lot of that is down to social media and kind of the promotion that breastfeeding gets on social media. Because a lot of celebrities now post on their Instagram when they're feeding and you see so much more of it nowadays. And I think that's helping women feel more confident. Because four years ago, as we were saying a little while ago, you know, you were saying when when you fed your first, kind of four or five years ago, you felt a lot more reserved. But that wasn't you that felt like that. No. It was because of the the, the outside's perception.
1: Yeah, I'm quite confident anyway. In the way of like, if you don't seem, if you don't like it, don't look kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I still had a breastfeeding apron. Um, I had a couple of them, but when whenever I fed my first, I would always always put it on. If I was at somebody's house. Then I'd ask them. I'm going to tell them. This is what I'm doing. Is that okay? And they said yes. Then I wouldn't use my apron at all. Yeah. I preferred not using it because it was quite hot mm. under there. It was quite cooped up, and I couldn't really see. Um, yeah. So I, I preferred not to use it where possible. Um. So with my first most of the time I felt like I had to use it because of other people because I remember walking around a supermarket and I was breastfeeding holding him under an apron and somebody walked past me and made a snide comment Ugh. about me breastfeeding but you know you just think you can't see anything I'm doing yeah. something really normal he didn't need to feed I was in the supermarket so I was walking around feeding him but that's always stuck with me yeah. now if you're not a very confident person anyway that could knock you down effect, So yeah. it, you know it wasn't a very nice comment But at the same time, you just think, you don't know who that person is. Do you know what used to get me? Please don't make comments like that when, you know, you don't have to. What used to get me
0: is that if you saw a man walking down the road with no t-shirt on, nobody would say anything. It's totally accepted. If you saw a woman walking down the road with no t-shirt on, there would be uproar. Because boobs have become these things that are sexualised and they are... They're something that should be kind of kept away and they're such but what i loved about you feeding so confidently was that when you had your second who i mean he's now what he's nearly two isn't yeah, it he'll be turning, so he? yeah he um, <laughs> when you was feeding him i remember my eldest being about three at the time and saying to me "Mummy, what's mm. jenny doing and i'd explain to him you know she's feeding and he was like oh and i was explaining to him about how the milk came from so when it come to me feeding his brother, that was totally normal to him. I've actually got a video of him somewhere trying to stick my nipple shield onto his nipple because he <laughs> wanted lovely. to feed the baby. And I think it's so good for kids to see that because it should be normal. Yeah. It shouldn't be something, you know, that people should be ashamed about or want to hide behind. It's I a love beautiful it. Thing.
1: Yeah, I love that to be able to do it.
0: I love that he had those questions and he wanted to learn and he thought nothing. When I was feeding his brother, he didn't bat an eyelid when I would just whip my boob out and start feeding him. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't bat an eyelid. But that's because of the way that we presented it. I would never hide. Even now, I'm not breastfeeding. You know, I don't hide my body. I want, right. I want him to grow up knowing what women look like mm. and knowing what a real woman mm. looks like and not having unreal perceptions. But I think that's another podcast for right that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that definitely feeding in the public helps. The more the more women do it, the more it's going to become accepted. Yeah, it As is, you said, it can be hard when it you is get hard. those comments. It mm. is
1: hard. Especially, like, I, I've known other mummy friends that haven't been that confident. So yeah. things like that would have knocked them completely. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I don't know. I think I just used to cover up just for everybody else's sake. Really, or my own, Not my yeah. own, just for everybody else's sake. Yeah. But then again, you're, some people are still never happy with that anyway. And they still <laughs> complain about it. Yeah. But... You I know. think society has become a lot more accepting of it. Hasn't I you? agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it do has agree. now, and there's more and more places now that are breastfeeding friendly, which yeah. is lovely to see as well, with all their posters and everything. So that, that's good to see as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, I think it helped my confidence
2: with breastfeeding in public that. My son was born in the hottest summer ever.
0: Oh my god. Because yes.
2: I had you know, I had my very pretty um apron that I loved the pattern of and I was gonna take it everywhere with me. I think I used it twice and then threw it away because oh god. the first time trying to use it with him he was just a sweating, screaming mess. Yeah. I had sweat running down the front of me and it was just like <laughs> he's trying to eat dinner under a blanket. It's not fair. And I remember
0: was it, that. That was it, I didn't do it anymore. It was just, I I remember, it. I mean, our children were born like four weeks mm. apart, weren't they? And it was so hot. And I, I have a vivid memory of being in the woods of all places. And I had this like, it was like a scarf thing that I got. It was like a modesty scarf. I hate that word, modesty scarf. It's like you have to <laughs> find something. But I had him like underneath it like his hair was wet where he was yeah. sweating and i'm like would i want to sit and eat my dinner when i'm dripping in sweat no so i was like whip it off let him eat his dinner in peace <laughs> <laughs> flow to him yeah, um, yeah it's one of those things isn't it but um but yeah so that is our experiences of breastfeeding um as i said three very different experiences but i think we can all agree that as hard as breastfeeding can be and as hard as it was sometimes it was one of the best things that we've ever done you know i look back on that part in my life with real pride and i think it is it is as hard as it is it is really rewarding and i think the final comments to anyone listening to this if you're thinking of breastfeeding or you are breastfeeding just don't forget what support is out there even if there isn't support in your local area turn to your friends turn to your family turn to social media find your little tribe of mums that can help you mm. get through this and support you Um, you know I'm really lucky that I have these two girls we compare nipple sizes we <laughs> do breast <laughs> pump <punk laughs> demos <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I'm really lucky with these two because I had like a constant stream of support at all times so I think yeah find find people that support you Find them online. Find them in real life. Just get them and get that support and talk to other people about your journey. And do it
2: without guilt.
0: Yeah, don't feel guilty. You feed that baby. <laughs> You're yeah. proud of it. <laughs> but really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And make sure you tune in for our next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.